Hey, it's Kevin Rogers here. Welcome back to another how-to episode of The Truth About Marketing. Today, I'd like to share with you a recent performance, some audio from a presentation I gave at Ryan Lee's Freedom Fest event just a few weeks back. This is the closing half of my presentation where I talked about finding your voice and nurturing your voice and trusting your voice. And I think you'll like the story I share. It's a reminder that you are unique. And even if you think there's nothing new that you can share, you have to trust that what's special about the information is that it's you who's sharing it and no one else has your exact DNA and therefore no one else will teach that information exactly the same. It's you that makes it special. So I hope you enjoy this. And if you'd like to learn more, please, of course, come visit us at copychief.com. And the other thing I want to share with you is that if you uh, aren't sure what you should be doing in this business with your business, yeah, if you kind of keep jumping around, going back and forth, one thing to the other, um, sometimes you got to start backwards. That's a picture of a woman uh, named um, she, uh, Gladys Kravitz from Bewitched. That's right. Uh, her name was Sandra. And I met her at a car wash in Los Angeles, California, when I was there, uh, broke and destitute and very lost and confused because I had done stand-up comedy for a decade and a friend of mine was given a sitcom on NBC, and he was going to be the star of this sitcom. And they told him, um, and he said, I just want to bring a dude who, should be, who can be my writer, and I really wanted to be a comedy writer. And so we naively thought him just asking for that would be enough. But that doesn't work that way in Hollywood. So I moved out to Beverly, <laughs> more like North Hollywood, and... Uh, and got out there and found out I couldn't have the job. And just being that close to the gig made me realize I didn't really like Hollywood and show business and, and all the liars and the weird shit that was happening. And so I was confused and I was kind of done with the stand-up thing, but I loved the writing, but I didn't really want to work on, on, on a studio show. And I, was, I had nothing. I had no money. I was lost. And so I'm sitting at a car wash on La Cienega Boulevard, and this delightful uh, woman sits down next to me. And nobody, I don't know if you guys live in L.A. or have you ever been there, but nobody talks to anybody in L.A. That would make you weird. And this lovely woman says to me, um, isn't it beautiful today? I just got back from Chicago, and it was so cold and rainy there. I said, are you talking to me? <laughs> I said, oh, really? I'm from Chicago. I came here from Chicago, too. And why did we start talking? She says, what are you doing here? I tell her the story. I'm bummed out and I'm broke and I'm, I don't know what I want anymore. And she said to me, well, you seem like a, a nice guy and I could give you my agent's card and you could maybe call him and see if he could help you. She said, but I have a feeling that's probably not what you're really after. She said, so let me give you a piece of advice that my husband used to say to people a lot when they'd ask him similar questions. He would always say, 
Sometimes in life, in order to find out what you want, you first have to find out what you don't want and be true to that. Wow. So simple. So simple. But I'd never thought of that before, ever. And that day I decided what I didn't want was to be broke and lost and confused and live in shitty-ass North Hollywood anymore. So I packed everything I had in my trunk a week later, and it's the first time I've ever moved away from something instead of to something. And it was really powerful. And so through a weird, winding, twisty couple years where I decided to do different jobs and things, there's her quote, in life to discover what you really want, you need to start with what you don't want and first figure it out from there. Uh, here I am now, through some crazy twists and turns, I discovered this amazing thing called copywriting. And what's funny is that um, from trying to go from stand-up comedy to like some kind of legit gig, you know, I was doing like bartending and bellmans and, and all these kind of cool jobs, but no resume jobs, right? I'm unhirable is what we're saying. <laughs> I am proudly unhirable. But because now I'm glad about it because I get to be an entrepreneur, back then I was really scared about being unhirable. So I had learned to not talk about the showbiz thing because I really quickly realized that it's a great bonding tool. We go like this. So tell me about some of your work history. Well, I did stand-up comedy for 10 years. Did you really? That must be fascinating. Oh, it is, and I did this, and I get what I'm getting. Okay, great. Uh, we'll call you. <laughs> I never got those jobs, so I realized, shut up about the stand-up comedy thing because they just assume it's a, it's a stopover job. And the first time some booker calls and goes, will you drive to Dothan, Alabama for 150 bucks? Hell yeah. I'll be out of there. So when I got into copywriting and I got into our world, I had stifled the comedy thing. I had forgotten that that's what got me there and that that was unique and that that was special. And so it took a couple years uh, and some smarter people to say, hey man, do you get that you have a unique experience that a lot of people would love to hear about and learn about? And they have this fantasy maybe of doing the same thing one day. You should incorporate that into how you teach comedy, uh, copywriting. So I did, and again, it comes all back to hearing that voice, right? And doing whatever you do, whatever unique thing you have that nobody else has, nobody else has your DNA, right? So whatever it is, just do it your way. So let me show you a little video. And I want to show this to you because it's the culmination of me coming back full circle to the fact that I'm allowed to just be funny, not take things too seriously, and it can sell a lot of my product, right? So this is um, a video I did for just a quick, so you have some context, it's my community called Copy Chief, and we launched a new course called the Fast Wins Copy Course. It's closed now, so this is not a pitch, but this is the video. Hi, my name is Kevin Rogers. I'm the founder of Copy Chief, and I may or may not be wearing pants right now. Now, why would I sit here, potentially pantless, and talk to you about your sales copy? Seems weird. Well, the reason is that launching a product or advertising a service with bad copy is a lot like leaving the house with no pants.
It'll cause people to point and laugh at you. And at first, you'll just think you're popular, but pretty soon you'll realize you're creepy. So what exactly is bad copy as opposed to good copy, and how do we avoid writing it? Well, here's a few examples. Bad copy makes big, hypey promises that the product can't back up. You'll be driving a Lamborghini in 30 days, just like the one I rented in this video. Good copy demonstrates the value of the product in the ad itself. Everything I'll teach you in the Fast Wins Copy course is in effect on the very page you're looking at right now. Bad copy tries to bully the prospect into buying. Is that your family? Yeah, it's your family. It's a good-looking family, yeah. Be a shame if anything were to happen to them. So let me ask you one more time. You gonna click? You gonna click? You gonna click? You need to click. Good copy answers every objection with a benefit. Is the Copy Chief community a Facebook group? No. No, it isn't a Facebook group, and our members love that because Facebook is great for seeing pictures of your neighbor's dog in a sweater, but when it comes to crafting the perfect sales message for your product, you'll want a more refined environment, a place where the pros are comfortable hanging out and giving advice. Bad copy uses false scarcity to create urgency. Only 10 copies of my ebook left, and then they're all gone. Good copy removes all risk for the buyer and makes it easy for them to test drive the product. So I invite you to check out the offer below. If you like what you see, give Copy Chief a try. And I'll personally guide you through the Fast Wins Copy course over the next 10 days for $1. And if you don't absolutely love it, canceling is as simple as clicking a button and typing the word cancel into the chat window. So as you can see, the difference between good copy and bad copy can be subtle, but they're important. So if you'd like to learn how to write good copy fast, then come join us and I'll look for you inside. Sound good? A wrap? Sweet. Nice. <laughs> now, Thanks. A couple of notes that might be helpful on that. First of all, as you can see, I did not plan to be pantless on camera that day, or I would have worn funnier underwear. <laughs> uh, but that, uh, why that is relevant to what we're talking about here is what you don't see is the two days before that, that I tried really hard to look into the camera and give a straight pitch for this program, you know, and list off all the benefits and all the cool things and all the things that sounded important. And then I got totally fed up and went, screw it, I'm gonna do something nutty, right? Uh, and, uh, and the other thing is it's teaching. So if I can give you one more takeaway, if you're ever lost about what to write about or what to talk about in a video, think of one thing you can teach, yeah? Any question that anybody has ever asked you, let that be the subject of what you're talking about. Give a lesson 
And there's no more powerful way to draw people into you as if you're always giving and teaching. Thank you. Kevin Rogers. Awesome.